Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Beck Buchanan, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure, or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight-up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business, backed by financial know-how, so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes, and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. Hello and welcome to Straight Up Small Business. Thank you for joining me for episode 22. Recently, I've had to turn off the discovery call functionality on my website because I couldn't keep up. Having meetings land in your diary the way they do in a discovery call situation where you don't have control of the calendar is fine when you're keen to grow your business. But in times when you have a lot of work to do, which for me is right now as it's approaching 30 June next week, such meetings can make you feel overwhelmed really quickly. And I have this habit of falling in business love with the person on the other end of my Zoom call. Like once I hear about their business and their backstory, I cannot wait to serve them. And the next thing I know, I'm sending out a proposal despite the fact that my team and I have a million and one things to do that month and onboarding a new client was never on the cards. But despite the overwhelm that has resulted lately with this many discovery call booking situation, I do feel grateful to have so much prospective client interest. We easily attract new clients these days and I have a strong pipeline that I often don't know what to do with without employing more staff that is. But it wasn't always like this. And when I mentor other bookkeepers, which is a service I currently provide to two bookkeepers a month, I'm always being asked in these meetings, how do I get my first client or how do I get my first three clients or how do I do this business growing thing? So today I want to let you know how we at Straight Up Bookkeeping get clients. I run a bookkeeping business, obviously, so my experience is with clients who need bookkeeping services. However, I think my approach to attracting clients can be applicable across a range of service businesses, and I'm happy to share them here. So I'll start with getting your first five clients, and my advice here is to get them in whatever way you can. You won't feel like you're truly running a business till you get some runs on the board, so do whatever it takes to get those first lot of runs. Facebook groups such as Like-Minded Bitches Drinking Wine or the Lady Startup Group, if you were a part of that program like I was, are perfect places to find businesses who need products and services like the ones that you're selling. I got my second client from the Lady Startup Facebook group and she's still my client to this day. 
I no longer hang out on the like-minded bitches group because I don't enjoy Facebook so much and I found it to be really competitive and a bit disheartening when a hundred people put their hat in the ring for a bookkeeping job when someone says, do you know a good bookkeeper? And then everyone applies for it. Yeah, I don't really enjoy that anymore and I never actually had success with that method of getting business, but I'm glad I had a go and I'd do it all again in those early days if I had my time over. In those early days, I actually highly recommend just telling people what you do. So for example, when a trade comes over to attend to a task in your house, tell them that you run a business doing X, Y, Z if you think that the service you're offering might be good for that trade or just to get in the practice of saying that you're in business. Or when you're at a friend's barbecue, tell everyone that's listening to you that you've just started a business and this is the service you offer. Or when you're sitting next to someone at the airport or on a plane or wherever, just tell people, hey, I'm such and such and this is the business I run. And yeah, you never know what might come of that conversation. My third client came this way. Actually, my first ever photo shoot photographer, Jade, the hipster mum, she said when she was photographing me, hey, I'll let um, anyone I'm photographing who needs a bookkeeper know that you're in business and you can see what happens. And I was, yeah, really thankful but didn't think much of it. But sure enough, shortly after that photo shoot, someone called me up and said I'd been recommended by Jade and that lady is still my client to this day. And in fact, her sister, her husband and another friend of hers in the same industry as she is, has come over to become our clients as well. So that was a pretty amazing recommendation. Thank you, Jade. Then once you have these handful of clients that you got in any way that you can, you need to make yourself invaluable to them so that they love you and recommend you. And these recommendations are the gift that keeps on giving. And don't be afraid to ask these people to recommend you and ask them for testimonials and put these testimonials on your website or ask for Google reviews so that the SEO towards your website is improved and just keep serving and doing an amazing job and organically these people will probably recommend you anyway. Now, the next stage of your client growth should look a little bit different in business. Instead of taking a scattergun approach to getting new clients, I recommend you get far more specific. Work out your niche and start speaking to your ideal client in all of your marketing material, be that your website, your Insta page, your Facebook page, your LinkedIn page, wherever, whatever. Just because you're happy to service clients across a range of industries doesn't mean that your marketing should show that. Because if you're talking to everyone in your marketing, then really you're talking to no one. Just think, if you're being considered for a job by a prospective tradie client and one person says the service they're offering is appropriate for anyone and everyone and the other person says their service offering is specifically designed with tradies in mind, then who do you think the tradie is going to be drawn towards? The second one, in case you're wondering. Now, my niche is creative female entrepreneurs, predominantly in e-com businesses who aren't great with numbers and need someone on their team who is. Enter me and straight up bookkeeping. 
but we have lots of different clients on our books that range from lawyers, coaches, occupational therapists, NDIS service providers, we've got a scrap metal artist and a leather worker who makes pancake holsters, which I had to Google what they were when we first uh, took him on as a client. I love our diverse range of clients, but I can't possibly speak to all of them when designing a post on Instagram. So I speak to my client avatar, but still manage to attract clients in other industries anyway. So don't be afraid to niche and get specific. Ask any marketing person and they will tell you this, I'm sure. Now, following on from this, make sure that you show up and be seen and heard on social media or wherever else your ideal clients hang out. Like using the trade example that I keep coming back to, maybe you need to go and start having lunch every day at the local tradie cafe or door knocking at the nearest industrial estate and leaving your business cards lying around. I don't know what the case may be for you and your ideal clients, but prospective clients need to know how to find you and that you exist and that they have enough information in order to make a decision as to whether you are the right service provider for them. And they won't be able to gauge this from a static social media post or you sitting around in your home office, you know, hoping for the phone to ring. And this can be really painful for some of us introverts who don't love showing up on reels or Insta stories or being the person doing the door knocking, but success isn't going to come to those who, yeah, just sit around hoping. I'm sure that's understood widely, even though it's not sometimes the funnest things to be doing. Now, this next point is a bit woo-woo, but I also highly recommend putting your hopes and dreams out to the universe in order to attract what you want in your business life or life generally. In an earlier podcast episode called This Is What Three Years in Business Has Taught Me, I speak about how I wrote my big hairy goal client down on paper as a dream client, and a couple of weeks later, they propositioned me to become their bookkeeper. This is no joke. It was that easy and that incredible. And they are still my client to this day. And I've seen this sort of magic happen everywhere, not just in my business, but my clients' businesses and in the lives of others that I know. But putting things out into the universe, as they say, involves more than just thinking about it. You need to say it, write it down, meditate on it, make a mantra about it, keep working towards it, and then be prepared that what you desire may come to you in a slightly different way than you expected, but I propose that there is a fair chance that what you want may come. Okay, back to some more practical and less woo-woo tips. I recommend partnering either informally or formally with other businesses who have aligned services. For me, this looks like accountants who love what we do and recommend that their clients get bookkeeping done by straight up bookkeeping because it means that the accountant will inherit a beautiful file at tax time and we can have a good working relationship to better serve the client in an all-round way. I don't have any formal relationships in place, but I do have a stream of client recommendations that come our way from accountants, and I know if I ever needed to step up my client load, I could put a call into the accountants that know us and say, hey, feel free to send some work our way. This situation comes about from doing great work and having people notice. So no matter how small your client load is, never underestimate the importance of doing a great job 
all the time because people will notice and then they will want you in their world. Next tip is to use your free time to create and ideate because once you get busy, you will have no such time. Use the space in your work life to create freebies that you can pop on your website or social media advertising to attract new clients into your world or start creating funnel content for an email list, or plan out 12 months of social media posts to get yourself organized. Whatever you do, make sure that you use the space and time that you enjoy when you don't have a full client load wisely, because you won't always have this luxury and you will one day see it as a missed opportunity like me. Then the last thing I will mention is the extracurricular activities that you can do to grow your profile and inevitably attract new business. For me, right now, this looks like this podcast or appearing on other people's podcasts or running workshops or writing thought leadership pieces. For others, it might look like public speaking or blog writing or media appearances and so forth. And while I suspect that these things are really important and valuable to grow one's business in the scaling phase, I'll let you know that 80%, I think, like if I took a guess of people that land in my discovery calls looking for a bookkeeper, tell me that they are there because someone referred us, not because I have a podcast, just saying. Well, there you have it, my tips on how to get organic client growth in a service-based business. Of course, those suggestions only encompass what has worked for me or what I think would work for my business straight up bookkeeping. And I'm sure a marketing specialist would tell you some different things, but honest to goodness, these are the things that I've done to get me or my business to the point it's at today, three years on from when I started. I hope this has been useful and interesting to get some insight into what goes on behind the scenes of my business. And if you are an aspiring or starting up bookkeeper looking to learn more about how to grow a bookkeeping business, I encourage you to consider my mentoring sessions. In these sessions, we spend an hour talking about whatever it is worrying you or holding you back in your business. I'm really an open book and happy to help in any way I can because I remember how daunting it was starting out. Have a wonderful week and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. And if you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is straight up underscore bookkeeping. And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, Bookkeeping It Real, and also my done for you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.